0: Welcome to an inspiring message from Pastor John Cameron, lead pastor of Arise Church in New Zealand. We know this message will encourage, inspire and empower you. Well, hello and welcome everybody. If you've just joined us, what a great delight it is to have you with us. Today, as we're uniting together for church, wherever you are in the world, a big, big welcome to you. Whether you're watching at your home, for Arise at your place with a life group, we hope you're with a life group, would be amazing. Or if you are at an Arise local, we're so excited about all of our Rise locals today. Well, if you're in a Rise local right now, let's take three seconds and make some noise. Come on, everybody. We're a rowdy bunch here at a Rise Church. We're a faithful, optimistic, yelling, screaming, partying, shouting, affirming, believing demon-defeating, enthusiastic group of people, aren't we? And we're so excited to have all of our Rise locals gathering together. Hey, listen, if you're joining us and a Rise is not normally your local church that you go to on a traditional Sunday, we would love to know where in the world you are right now. In your chat right now, why don't you put the name of the city or the town, or if you're international and you really think no one's going to know my city, just put your nation. But we'd love to know how many different nations, towns, cities we've got. Represented, And by the way, no matter where you are, we are a movement here at Arise Church and passionate about starting new locations, new church services, and we'd love to help you if that's your desire. Well, we are in week two today of a series that my amazing, brilliant, talented, anointed, drop-dead gorgeous wife uh, began last weekend here at Arise Church on Pentecost Sunday that is entitled Shook. And it's not just the fact that it was Pentecost Sunday that caused us to create this series. In fact, in many ways, that was like the crowning glory that we were launching this on the Sunday where we remember and we, we, we thank God that He gave us His Holy Spirit and birthed the church on that magical day of Pentecost when the power of the Holy Spirit came to earth and the church was born and we've never been the same since. But really this series came from this promise that in the middle of a COVID crisis, we might be locked in homes. We might be isolated. We might be alone. But in moments where we think there is restriction, God never takes us backward. But our promise here at Arise has been that God is going to fill us with His Holy Spirit so that we can be the church no matter where we are. And when the early church was scattered from the temple courts and sent out to homes all over the region and nation, that that was when in homes... The Holy Spirit began to move in greater power. And I want you to know, no matter who you are, that we are as people spiritual beings. It's important that we know that. We're not just physical beings. We live in the West, and for so many of us, we can be tempted to think that all we are is a body and a soul, emotions. But at the core of who we are, we are spiritual people. And the Bible makes it abundantly clear that God's Spirit calls out to our spirit. We're spiritual. Which means not only are we spiritual beings, but that we're being impacted by spiritual realities, whether we realize it or not. In fact, Ephesians 6 tells us that we're being impacted by spiritual forces of evil that are in the heavenly realms, Ephesians 6.12. So in our lives, it's important that we learn to tune into the spiritual. That's why I believe the series on the power of the Holy Spirit is going to be so transformational in our lives. And no matter where you are, who you are, I want you to lift your expectation right now because I truly believe that I've got a message for you that is going to help you in many of the situations that you face, so many of life's trials. If you're in difficulty right now, I truly believe this might be the Word of the Lord for you. And the message that I have for you right now is simply entitled, The Perspective of Praise. The Perspective of Praise. Praise. If you have a Bible, we're going to go to Acts chapter 6, 16, sorry, and verse 16. And let me start reading. Verse 16, Acts 16, the Bible tells us, One day we, that's Paul and Silas, were going down to the place of prayer. We met a slave girl who had a spirit that enabled her to tell the future. She earned a great deal of money for her masters by telling fortunes. She followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, these men are servants of the Most High God and they have come to tell us how to be saved. It went on day after day until Paul got so exasperated. I love that. Paul got exasperated. When do we ever buy into this thought that if you're gonna be a Christian, you have to be kind of really mute and ordinary, can't have passion or energy? Paul got ticked off. That's what the Bible is telling us. And as a person who has a high propensity of emotion and volatility, I get get frustrated by things. And I like that, that Paul got so exasperated. Why did he get exasperated? Because a demon was oppressing a person. Because a life was being exploited. Because this girl was bound by something that the devil had brought into her life. And Paul knew that God had the power to set her free. And We need some angry Christians. Not angry at our government or angry at people, but angry that the devil's trying to rip off a generation. That there is exploitation in the world in which we live. That we live in a world where so often people are oppressed by the devil. And we need a group of people. I think I'm preaching to somebody at an Arise Local, somebody meeting with their life group right now, who just needs to rise up and declare, we're, we're gonna be silent and we're gonna be passive no longer, but we're declaring that devil, you've had your day. I wasn't planning to preach this early, but someone someone needs to tell the devil, you've taken our town, you've influenced our school, you've impacted my family, but I'm telling you addiction, get off my brother. I'm here to tell you drugs you don't have your say. I'm here to say pornography and enslavery to all kinds of sexual sins. You're not gonna have your moment any longer. We need somebody to get a little frustrated. Anybody out there frustrated right now? Come on, make some noise if that's you. We're here to declare. We don't have to just put up with things. He became so exasperated, so exasperated that He turned and He said to the demon within her, I command you, in the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her. And instantly, it left her. Just remember, everybody, the power of God and the name of Jesus on the inside of you is greater than any force of hell that you might ever see, encounter, or experience. Greater is Jesus on the inside of you And in the name of Jesus, we can break the power of demons. If you believe that at every Arise Local, every Arise Life Group in your chat room and right here in this auditorium, I need you to say a loud Amen, a caps lock Amen. We believe that in the name of Jesus. Immediately, the demon left her. Verse 19, the master's hopes of wealth were now shattered. Isn't it amazing that they could make their money of exploiting other people? And that's exactly what still happens in our world today. There's people who will let you, let you get ripped off for what it benefits them. Whole industries in our world, gambling, drugs, pornography, devoted to enslaving people in order to benefit others. And the Bible says that they realized that their hopes, their hopes of wealth were shattered. And so they grabbed Paul and Silas and they dragged them before the authorities at the marketplace. And they made a big uproar. In verse 22, the Bible says, a mob quickly formed against Paul and Silas and the city officials ordered them stripped and beaten with wooden rods. They were severely beaten, severely beaten. And they were thrown in prison. And the jailer was ordered to make sure they didn't escape. So the jailer put them in the inner dungeon And he clamped their feet in stocks. But around midnight, around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening. People listen to your praise. People listen to what you say. People listen to your testimony and your confession in moments of difficulty. It can mean a lot to people verse 26, the Bible says suddenly there was a massive earthquake and the prison was shook. The prison was shook to its foundations and all the doors immediately flew open and the chains of every prisoner fell off. Okay, so we've got Paul and Silas. Thank you, Nate. We've got Paul and Silas and they have done nothing wrong other than deliver a girl who was being oppressed by a demon. The only wrong they ever did was to take somebody who was bound and set them free. And then the Scripture says, because of what they had done, so much uproar was created against them that the the masters of the girl, the people who were profiting from the girl who had been possessed by the demon, created a massive uproar and then began to accuse Paul and Silas of, testifying things and declaring things that were not lawful for a Roman community. And I thought about the fact that sometimes in your life, when you're doing the greatest good is when you face the greatest opposition. This is so important that you and I are not easily intimidated by what people might say or accusations that we face or things that come against us. Remember that when the devil sees you raise your head above above the pack, and trying to do something great for God, He's going to try and intimidate you, ridicule you, pull you down, discourage you, get you to cower in a corner, to quit, to just stop doing what you're doing. Accusation is normally a sign that something great is being done for God. And I just think somebody needed to hear that. Then the Bible tells us, the Bible tells us that they are brought before the city officials, that they are then Stripped of their clothing, their dignity is taken from them. They are, they are beaten with rods. Think bats in our modern context. They took bats and they beat, they beat them. And the Bible doesn't just say they teased them. It says they severely beat them. Severely beat them. And then Paul and Silas are taken to the prison where the, the jailer is ordered, don't by any means let them escape. So they are put not just into the prison, but into the inner dungeon. The darkest, dingiest, dampest place in the entire prison is where Paul and Silas are placed. Then when they get there, stocks, iron is put on their feet so that not only can they not escape, but they cannot move. They have no comfort, no freedom of movement. They are completely restricted. And the Bible tells us that the night sets. And where we really dive into this passage is the Bible telling us that at the midnight, at midnight, Paul and Silas were singing praises to God. I don't know if you've just imagined what it might have been like to be Paul and Silas at this moment in their lives. I mean, think about you. If you've been beaten, if you've been oppressed, if people had, people had literally taken wooden rods and beat you, stripped you of your clothes and your dignity, and then locked you in a prison cell in the middle of the night, what would be coming out of your mouth? I think if we're honest, most of us would be saying we wouldn't be having a praise party in the inner dungeon. If the truth be told, we'd probably be having a pity party in the inner dungeon. But here we've got Paul and Silas at what might have been one of the darkest moments of their lives. And what the Scripture tells us they're doing is that they're singing hymns and they're praying prayers to God. They're singing hymns they're getting in there together and they're like, you know, high above the skyline, far beyond all design, your love it towers over everything. I'm just out here trying to make it, you know. Just trying to, I can't get it co opted into the worship team, so I got to do it on my own time. They're out there singing hymns, they're praising God, they're praying prayers. In one of the worst moments of their life, what's not coming from them is pity or scorn or resentment. They're not ready to quit on life. Quite the opposite. In what They don't even know what's happening when the new day comes. Did you know that? They don't know what the dawn will bring. There is no discussion in the Scriptures, but you would assume that if you've been put in prison and told, don't let these guys escape, that you're not planning to let them go with a cup of tea when the sun rises. It looks like their future is incredibly bleak. Yet in the middle of this situation, we find them with praise in their hearts. When I read that verse of Scripture and began to think about this series of messages that we're in, I thought this is a, a something that we've got to camp on. This is something that we need to understand. And the reason why, friends, is when we look at Paul and Silas and their responses, and we think about the vast majority of us, guys, I don't even know if I'm honest, if I would have been having a praise party, if I was them in that situation. I mean, the little persecution we might endure in the West has got nothing on what they experienced on this day. Can we just acknowledge that? And the Bible tells us when we might have been quitting, when we might have been having a little pity party, when we might have been crying our eyes out, I mean, that would have been justified. The Bible tells us they are busy praising God. Well, if that's the truth, we better understand what did they see that we don't see. And the truth is, my friends, that what was different about Paul and Silas was their perspective. They had a different perspective than you and I do. So when they encountered this situation, what came from them, we find the manifestation that came from them was simply a revealer of the way that they saw the world. They saw the world different. See, we would look at them. And we would say, you are beaten and you are rejected. And they would say, we're having a great impact for God and we're accepted by Him. We would say, we would say, you are bloodied, beaten, and you're downtrodden. And they would say, because of Jesus, we are called, we are accepted, we are cleansed. We would look at them and we would say, You are being ridiculed by your society. And they would say, we are being effective for our God. And isn't it amazing, my friends, how so often in life, what comes from us when we're in seasons of pressure is all a question of our perspective. And that's why in this series, I wanna talk to you about the perspective of praise. Because I have a belief in my heart that God doesn't want you and I to fall into the trap of seeing things in our lives from the wrong perspective. Because Paul and Silas, they looked at the situation and they said, you know what? God can move in this context. God is on our side. This, he hasn't left us all alone. In fact, it was their perspective that they carried before the situation that led them to get into the situation. They saw a demon-possessed girl. They saw a demon-possessed girl. I don't know about you, but I run from most girls. A demon-possessed girl, I'm going the other way. But the, that's, I'm allowed to make that joke, right? But the Bible tells us that even though the girl was demon-possessed, thank you, Susie, for laughing, I'll take it. The Bible tells us that even though other people might have ran away from a demon-possessed girl, they declared the demon to come out of her. It was their perspective that got them into the problem. Sometimes when you've got the right perspective, don't think it's going to be your ticket out of every shit. Ch- challenge or situation. Sometimes it's going to be what you believe that gets you into the problem. But I'd rather be in, problo- in trouble for believing that God is on the inside of me and demons have to bow to me than get in trouble because I let the demons overwhelm me. Come on, if you believe that God is greater and able to deliver us From every demonic oppression, freedom and fear, I want about five seconds, every room, every arise local, right here on this platform, somebody give some praise to God. Oh, I think we need a little bit more. Somebody give God some praise right now. It was their perspective that got them into trouble. And then it was their perspective that in the middle of the situation caused them to be in one state physically and another spiritually. Isn't it amazing that the girl they delivered was free to move around physically, yet she was bound of spirit and her life was being decided by demons. And here we've got the apostle Paul and he is bound of, sp- of body. He literally cannot even move his physical body one inch because of stocks that have been placed on his legs. Yet even though he is bound of body, his spirit was never bound by the situation that he was in. And for you and I, that's the plan of God. Because circumstances are never spiritual. Circumstances are never eternal. In fact, we would look at Paul and Silas and see their position. But you know what they saw? They saw who they were in Christ. We would look at them and we would see, this is where you are right now. And they would say, no, this is who we are eternally. Because their focus was not on the circumstance, but on the spiritual reality. Oh, Jesus has already overcome this. Jesus already made the way for me into heaven. Greater is He that is in me than he that is in the world. Heaven is going to be my home. Jesus has conquered every demon, every spirit, every circumstance. Nothing will travail against those whom God has chosen. Greater is He that is in me than he that is in the world. And because they knew that, they could look at the circumstance and they could praise in the middle of a terrible situation. They were empowered to praise by their perspective. And no matter who you are, my friend, it is so important that we understand the power of perspective, the power of perspective. Because out of their perspective, they began to praise. Out of their perspective, what came from them wasn't restriction and bowing down, but confidence, victory, expectation, They lifted their eyes. I mean, when the devil wants you to cower, the devil wants, God wants you to stand bold. When the devil wants you to be intimidated and to fall away, God is looking for a people who will be resilient and expectant of Him, even though life gives us no reason to be so. Why? Because their praise was doing something spiritually powerful in their lives. It was literally putting a cry out to heaven, that God eventually brought deliverance into their world. And for you and me in our lives, when we discover uh, the perspective of praise, we are literally putting the situation out there for God to move in the middle of it. Now listen, I want you to, this is so important that you hear this today, and that is that you don't have to have the right perspective to begin to praise. This works both Chicken and, you know, horse and the cart. It works chicken and the egg. It doesn't matter which way around you put it. If you've got the right perspective, you'll begin to praise. But here's the equal truth. If you don't have the right perspective, you can still begin to praise. In fact, one of the greatest gifts God's given to you and me is that when I don't have the right perspective, I don't just have to accept the fact that I think life is falling apart. I can choose to praise even when I feel like I have no reason to praise everybody's got a reason to praise. I mean, listen, I'm looking at six people on this platform. Every single one of you has a full head of hair. That's a reason to praise. You have access to clean water. That's a reason to praise. I'm looking at you again, and I believe pretty confidently you've all had a shower in the last 24 hours. That's a reason to praise. You ate a meal. That's a reason to say, thank you, Jesus. I can praise you. You gave me water, full head of hair. You gave me a good meal. You let me have a shower. I thank you, Jesus. You can go through everything in your life. I have an iPad, thank you Jesus. A new Bible for 2020, thank you Jesus. I'd like a refund on the year, but I'm keeping the Bible. You can praise God for everything. Once you've moved on every blessing that's in your life, you can praise God for every attribute of who He is. You are God, you are King, you are Lord, you are overall. You are the creator, the maker, the healer, the restorer, the deliverer. You're the God of the second chance. Oh, I feel a wave of praise starting to rise within God's people. You're the one who set me free. You're the one who saved my soul. You're the King of Kings. You're my provider. Not my job. You are. And you're greater than every virus, circumstance, situation. You can just go crazy. Just beginning to praise God. And as you begin to praise God, you know what? It might take a while. It's not always instant. I mean, if you're out there today and COVID's got you low, if if you just lost your job, if you've been declared terminal because of your illness, sometimes it's not like it's a moment, an instant. I'm a, I'm, Paul and Silas clearly manifested a deep reality that they knew who they were in God. This is the same guy, by the way, who wrote Ephesians chapter one and said about Jesus that He is seated in heavenly places far above every name. And God gave Jesus to the church who is now under Christ, but over everything else. That's the, that's the writing that he wrote. So when he wrote, this, when He prays, sorry, He prays from that perspective. But for you and me in our lives, just remember that we might have to praise our way to the perspective. You can rinse and repeat your praise. Did you know that? Like if you run into things to say and praise, God doesn't mind repetition. He's comfortable with you just going, run into things to praise you for, rinse and repeat, let's go again. There are celestial beings that have been circling the throne of heaven for millennium of human history and they've only sung one refrain, one tag, one bridge of what should be a very lengthy song. They just sing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of His glory. And then their tune starts again. And God isn't tired of it, bored of it. But you know what? As you and I begin to praise something powerful begins to happen in our lives as eventually, it might not happen instantly, but eventually, the heaviness that's in us, the heaviness that comes around us. Psalm 40, David wrote, and he said, I was in the mud and mire. I was in the mud and mire. I was just, I was just trapped and dark. And anybody out there who's lived long enough in their life has been in a moment where for you, it's just felt like everything is dark. Everything is muddy. It's just damp and horrible. He said, I was in the mud and mire. But then he said, I praise God because He brought me out of the mud and mire and He put my feet upon a rock. And then this is what he said. He put a new song in my heart, a song of praise. He said, praise came to me and it brought me out. And I'm here to declare over you that it doesn't matter what circumstance you're facing. doesn't matter how dark the night might seem or how desperate the situation might appear. I'm here to tell you that if you begin to praise, God's going to lift you out of the mud and mire. He's going to put your feet upon a rock where you can have a vast outlook and a sense of expectation. And my friend, praise is going to deliver us out of what the devil tried to enslave us in. If you believe that, give God a big praise. I need somebody to really praise if you believe that's the power of the God that we serve. Oh man, that's why the Scripture tells us in 1 Thessalonians that we should give thanks in all circumstances. Again, that's Paul living out the truth of God's Word. You beat me, but I'm still going to praise. You rip the clothes off me, but I'm still going to praise. You might malign my reputation, but I'm here to tell you That Jesus loves me, accepts me, forgives me, positions me, has declared His Word over me. And my friends, when you begin to praise, then you're lifting your spirit beyond your circumstance, greater than the situation, lifting your body beyond what might be happening, getting your spirit up towards God, what God has for us. And that's what God needs for us in our lives. The perspective of praise. The perspective of praise. Where we can see the world as God wants us to see it because we are truly in the place that He wants us to be. It's not a physical place, but it's a spiritual place. The Bible says we should put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. The devil wants to use circumstances and pressure Nate to get you low, to cow, to bower, to want to quit, to feel overwhelmed, heaviness to come around you. And that's when we just get up and we go have a beautiful keyboard. Thank you, Jesus. I have a wonderful girlfriend. He does, the guy on the stage. I thank you, Jesus. Punching above my level. I thank you, Jesus. Yeah. We might be saying, you know, I work for a great church. I have a wonderful boss. I thank you, Jesus. We might be saying, you know what? I live in Wellington, the greatest city in all the world. I could be stuck in other other cities that aren't anywhere near as cool, but I'm here in Wellington. I thank you, Jesus. And you healed me and you saved me and you restored me. And then we rinse and repeat. If we run out of words, you healed me and you saved me and you restored me, you blessed me, transformed me. I can breathe in and out. Thank you. And as we begin to praise God and relentlessly commit to being people of praise, well then the praise that we give from our perspective begins to change the situations that we can see. Do you understand that spiritual realities are greater than physical ones? That the world is physical for a temporal season, but a spiritual for an eternal season. Paul and Silas are in prison, in stocks, in a dungeon, in the dark, in the damn of the darkest night, the darkest circumstances, the darkest season, potentially of their entire lives. And they began to praise. And isn't it amazing? And I just feel on this. Shook series, we need to hear that not only were they praising, but that all the prisoners were listening to. All the prisoners were listening to. And then the Bible tells us that the spiritual decided to take over the physical. The spiritual reality of God's power and presence decided to take over what was happening in that physical environment. The Bible says that the earth began to shake. Jillian preached about how homes began to shake. And I'm here to tell you that there might be a, maybe a, a difficulty and a restriction in your circumstance, but your praise is going to bring a shaking. That there might be a situation that you're facing that would make you want to just cower in the corner, suck your thumb and say, this is all too much. But your praise has the power to change your perspective and change the physical reality. That as we begin to praise, my friends, something begins to break out in the lives of people. Something begins to happen as heaven comes to earth. The Bible says that we put the high praises of God in our mouths and it's like a two-edged sword in our hand that can vanquish the enemy, brings God's victory into our world. So they're busy, they're like, praise You, Jesus. High above the skyline, far beyond all design. They're praising God like crazy. And then the Bible tells us that not only was there an audience for their praise, but suddenly the chains, the doors of the prison came flinging open and every chain around every foot suddenly came off every single person. I want you to hear that the doors came open and the chains were gone. And that's my declaration, that over our lives, as the power of the Holy Spirit begins to invade our hearts, two things are going to happen. When the Holy Spirit invades you, my friend, I'll tell you what takes place is doors begin to open. You might have thought your life was ordinary, but you're going to have a door open to your destiny, a door open to the dream God has for you, a door open to your potential, a door open to all that God has. Oh, D, I just want you to know God's got a great call upon your life, a tremendous call upon your life. And as you've begun to praise God, what's happened for you is something's come alive on the inside of you, right? And as you continue to praise, doors are going to open. And I'm speaking to somebody today that God's literally saying, praise God, whether you feel like it or not. Whether you're praising God from your perspective or get to your perspective. Praise is going to have the power to shift what is happening in your life. Doors are going to begin to open. Over your business, doors are going to begin to open. I can see a business leader right now going around every part of their business, every part of their business. Thank you that I've got that machine. Thank you that I've got that staff member. Thank you that you called me to this place. Thank you that you gave me a reliable product. I don't know what it is, but as you begin to praise, I'm here to tell you that something is gonna begin. You're gonna see new doors of opportunity, new open horizons for your business. As we praise, doors open. And as we praise, chains come off. As we praise... Chains come off. Fears that abound us are going to go as we begin to praise. Fears that we've been nursing through COVID are gonna be gone from our lives as we begin to declare, You love me, you save me, you call me, you ordain me, you're with me, you're for me. I don't have to cower to this. You're on my side. I believe you're great and powerful and mighty. And as we begin to praise, those fears are gonna go, those doubts are gonna go, that discouragement is gonna go. In the name of Jesus, something's gonna rise on the inside of God's people to know that we can endure and overcome. And I'm here to tell you that we need the perspective of praise. Come on, if you believe at every home, every Arise Local, every life group, I want you to give God about 10 seconds of praise right now and declare that He is worthy of all the praise. Worthy of all the praise. Give Him praise, give Him praise. Let it keep coming from your mouth. You are greater, you're my healer, you're my Lord, you're my King, you're my advocate, you're my intercessor, you're my light, you're my peace, you're my love, you are great, you are Lord, you are healer, you are King, you are God, you're the Creator, you are overall, you hold eternity in your hands, you're omnipotent, omnipresent, you're, you're able, you're moving wonders and Lord, we declare your reality, your presence. The Holy Spirit is moving right now. Every person, every life group, every home, every rise local, if you're not already on your feet, jump to your feet right now. Reach out to your God. The power of the Holy Spirit is coming right now. Prison cells were shaken. Living rooms shaken. Community halls, church buildings shaken. The power and the presence of the Holy Spirit come right now. Oh, Jesus, 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 your power is moving right now. I declare you, our King and our Lord, our God, over all, through all, in all, greater than all. I declare your presence right now in Jesus' mighty name. Praise breaks things off us that have tried to come over us. Praise breaks things off us that have tried to come over us. Right now, I need you to fill your mouth. I don't care if it's a whisper, I don't care if it's even a thought, but I need you to fill your mouth right now. And wherever you are, spend five seconds and just tell God, I thank You, I thank You, I thank You, I love You. Just begin to praise Him, begin to praise Him, begin to praise Him, begin to praise Him, begin to praise Him. We praise you, we praise you, we praise you, we praise you. We praise you, we praise you, we praise you, we praise you. We acknowledge you, we acknowledge you, we acknowledge you now stand stand in his presence chains are falling off and doors are opening chains are falling off and doors are opening I declare those words over people all over the world right now new doors are opening new doors are opening and chains are falling off We turn our apprehension into expectation. We turn our fears into faith. We turn our doubts into certainty. You are greater, Lord. You are with us. You are for us. I feel to tell somebody who's watching the service right now, who's questioning whether your life is going to come tumbling down, and I just feel the Lord just saying to you, the next season of your life is going to be greater than any season you've ever known. But you had to go to the prison for your praise to rise from you in this moment. To bring the confidence, not in your own ability, but the confidence you need in your God. And I declare that over you. I declare that over you in the mighty name of Of Jesus. Amen. Amen. If you would like to find out more about Arise Church and Pastor John Cameron, visit arisechurch.com or connect with us on Instagram at arisechurch and at johncameronnz.